0: Wow, wow, this is crazy and weird, and I'm back on the podcast. My name is Beecher from Sea Purple. This is the Purple Pod number 17, and uh, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy couple months, and I haven't done a podcast in a while, so we're going to talk about that today, and don't worry, I will explain it all, and I'll explain why I have been absent but if you're here, if you're here for the first time, if you haven't heard my voice in a while, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. Try to put some honey on my voice right there. I hope it works. Um, <clears throat> so let's we'll just talk. Let's just talk, shall we? For this intro, let's just talk. America is a crazy place. The whole world's crazy. But America's crazy. And we get crazy. Mostly just about one thing, and it's politics, and that's why I did see purple, is to try to make politics less crazy, we can love each other, we can understand each other, you're red, I'm blue, I'm blue, you're red, let's talk purple, let's just, let's just be Americans, you know? But my last podcast, as you guys might remember, I was talking about the election, it was the week before the election, like prime time for a political commentator, which is weird Call myself that, but I don't know what else word to use to be commenting on politics. That's that's when people get their most viewers, right? The, the election, the inauguration, all these things, the first week in office by the new president, the electoral college, all that. And I stopped podcasting. Bold move, all right? If I wanted this to be crazy successful and just get lots of viewers, if that was my goal, you know, that's what I would have done is just kept doing it. But I stopped podcasting and I'm gonna explain why. See, Purple's goal, Is to see things in purple and to to report as well as possible with the world that we live in in the internet and the news that we live in, facts about the political world and how we can learn. Now, I didn't know what to do going into the election, which has always gone democratically, safely, (laughs) goodly. I don't know what words to use for this. It always goes well, the presidential process. Didn't go well, right? We have two sides butting heads. Biden says they won. Trump says that he won and that the election was stolen from him and all this fraud and all this fraud and all this fraud, which I will say this statement, they have found that there wasn't any more fraud than there would be on a normal election. Okay. Looking back, which is fine. But in the moment, I didn't know what to do. Do I make a podcast talking that the election was stolen and Trump won because I saw stuff that said that? Or do I say that it was won safely because I saw stuff that said Biden won it safely and that our, our democracy wasn't threatened, right? What did I say? The goal of C purple is to keep people believing in this concept of purple. And if I said one or the other, would either side, red or blue, doubt that, right? I didn't know what to do. And life didn't get any crazier, right? They, uh, President Trump's voters and campaigns still believed they had won. He was tweeting still. And then this insurrection on the Capitol happened. And then it got even crazier. What do I say there, right? All this stuff happened in the inauguration and, and all this. And um, I just said, I'm going to take a break. The people need a break. And I need a break. And um, it was crazy. I'm sure you're exhausted. I hope it's simmered down now. So now I'm, I'm back. Biden's been in. President Biden's been in for about a month-ish. And... I feel like I'm in a better place that we can talk, that we're moving on, and that there's progress to be made and there's conversations to be had. So that's where I'm at. Now, I think in the future, once I master this concept, which isn't mastered right, I, I might be able to talk about controversial things in a purple light and not offend very many of either party. Or if people just get less intense about it, then we can have these conversations. But for now, I didn't know how to do that. So I didn't do it. But here I am, I'm back. I'm hoping to do this back consistently. I'm excited to talk. I only did one podcast with my new camera and we got this brand new camera and it's fire, as you guys know, Uh, and so I'll be on YouTube. I've got cooler graphics, I've got a lot of uh, interesting stuff, new bits, things like that. So I'm excited, I hope you're excited. Let's just say this is like a new season of Sea Purple, Sea Purple Pod, season two, and uh, new president. New policies. Let's get into it. Intro music. I've missed you. Let's go. The Purple Pod presented by C-Purple. The Tweets of the Week. Okay, now if you've been rocking with this podcast for a while now, I think I started in like March, April, you know that the very best part of the whole podcast, that starts off the podcast. It's my favorite part. I say it every single time, whereas analyzing was analyzing president Trump's tweets the best there's nothing better right that man was so active on Twitter it was unreal he had the most controversial tweets a lot of his character was determined by his tweets which the public decided to do which is what we live in this digital age right that's what happens and I loved going through them I loved looking for them I loved going through them and analyzing them uh putting them under a microscope As you guys know, after the Capitol was raided by people believing that President Trump won the election and that the results were fraudulent, he got banned from Twitter. And Twitter actually came out today and said, indefinitely, it doesn't matter if he's running for president again, he's not going to be allowed on our platform. Now we're going to talk later about that precedent that that set and why this is such a crazy time in history whatever. So I didn't know what bit to do. I was like, no, like, that's like the moneymaker. You know what I'm saying? Like the best is the best part of the podcast. And I hope you guys agree with that. But I decided I'd just pull still the best political tweets of the week, but just from various people on various sides. And I think I'm always going to pull one from President Biden. And then um, there'll be some popular contenders for, for tweets like AOC, Ted Cruz, like they're always beefing and they're always, very active on Twitter. They're like little Trumps in themselves, like very active, very controversial in their opinions, and lots of retweets and likes on all of them. So these are the political tweets of the week, and uh, let's just get right into it. <clears throat> this one's from AOC, uh, and she said, the pand- so this is referring to stimulus, and how stimulus checks are based on 2019 taxes, right, because they were coming out. To you in 2020 when you hadn't done your 2020 taxes and she says the pandemic hit in 2020 we should not use our 2019 income to determine relief eligibility so this is this was interesting um, and a lot of people were upset or liked it whether it was in your favor or not of whether this should actually be a thing right should we look at how good of your year of two, or bad of 2019 was to determine in 2020 whether you get assistance from the government? Um, I understand the reasoning. I don't know what the solution would be, right? Can the government just go look at your salary that you're on pace for in 2020, make the decision based off that? Should we just give money to everyone, right? Only like maybe millionaires don't get it like... There's a lot to figure out. A lot of people are upset with the government that the checks haven't come sooner or that more money hasn't come out. But I mean, it's, it's we got a lot of people in this country and it's very complicated and we have a serious debt problem, right? It's, as we've talked about in the past. So it's just a complicated issue. But AOC continually and consistently tweets out her opinions um, about what she thinks is right. So don't know who AOC is. Her name's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's a representative from New York and she's really popular. Um, one, I think, because she's pretty radical in the sense her I, her beliefs are more radical as well, but like she's out there. She has her opinion on everything as well as she's super young. So like she's live streaming on Twitch and really active on social media and like really good at maintaining a young audience, just kind of like Bernie was. Um, but three, like she was like a waitress before she got put into office. Like she was literally, was. A pretty normal citizen of the country and is now helping make decisions to help better or worsen the country depending on your opinion of her policies right? So if you're going to follow someone on Twitter and follow along with these political tweets she's a a good view into the younger liberal minds of politics now to the exact opposite Um, we got Ted Cruz Ted Cruz ran for president in 2016 Donald Trump beat him and um He is also very controversial. He's one of the few senators that refused to accept Electoral College results of the election, saying that it was fraudulent. And he's very loyal to President Trump. And he's also very outspoken. He'll cuss at people. He'll get in beef with billionaires. Like, it doesn't matter. He's looking for a fight, and uh, he knows it. Same thing with AOC. And they butt heads a ton, and so I'll probably talk about the beef with them as well. So he said... He quoted a tweet that said the House Democrats' Twitter account, their official Twitter account, said, Donald Trump should never be allowed to hold public office again. Convicting him disqual- disqualifies him from running any future races. Ted Cruz looks at that and says, Dems value democracy so much that checks notes. That's what he kind of like. He In brackets, he said checks notes. They want to make sure the voters can never again choose to vote for a candidate the Dems disapprove of. So what uh, Ted Cruz is arguing is that the only reason Democrats want to impeach Donald Trump twice this time, like actually impeach him, like remove him from any office in the government or future office in government, which we're going to get into more, is so that uh, he doesn't run in 2024 and maintain the White House again. And same things that they're worried are going to happen might happen there, right? Like with the Capitol riots or whatever. So. Ted Cruz is saying Democrats literally don't want this guy to win so much that they don't value democracy because they want to limit people from voting for him. So that's his argument. Interesting tweet. It's really interesting because like Donald Trump has like disrespected Ted Cruz quite a lot in the past, but he's still uh, insanely defendant of him. So a lot of people think that's like interesting that uh, Ted Cruz is like that. Okay, now let's go to President Biden. Less active than our previous president on Twitter and uh, more presidential, I would say. Um, but let's let's talk. POTUS at POTUS. Let me be clear. The risk in this moment isn't what we isn't that we do too much, it's that we don't do enough. Congress must pass the American Rescue Plan to change the course of this pandemic and start our economic recovery. It's an American Rescue Plan. It's a bunch of things uh, priorities that Biden has President Biden has to help the country get back on track. Free vaccines vaccining way more stimulus checks all these right to help the people get back on track to help the government get back on track help us go back to work help the world open up again because a year into the pandemic and we're all pretty sick of it. I am like this video if you are gotcha um, and He's got this plan, and we'll see how well it's executed, right? That's the main mystery of all politicians is they have great plans in theory, but the execution gets really complicated, gets really hard. Can they live up to their word? That's mostly what Americans want. It's like, are you just going to do what you say, dog? Um, And so we'll see if that happens. If it doesn't happen, you know, um, I'll keep you updated as well. All right. This segment already isn't as good as the Trump tweet segment, but... Uh, I'm just going to try to look for the political drama on Twitter or just like viral political tweets from representatives or just from people in general. And we're going to talk about them because I think Twitter is such a good platform to talk about things like this. Okay, now let's go into the main story. Uh, Let's go. The main story. Okay, so for the main story, we're just going to rapid fire... Craziest things that happened recently, and uh, I'm just going to talk about them, give them my thoughts as best as I can on what was happening in the moment, why it was crazy, how we can be better, and uh, try to put myself in the situation of those that, you know, were kind of involved. Um, so all right, let's just talk about the election. It was crazy. I understand what was happening, right? <clears throat> President... Trump told his supporters, don't vote by mail, show up on the polls. And if you can look at the trends, statistically, conservatives cared probably less about being as safe as possible with COVID as Democrats were. I don't think anyone will disagree with that. And Democrats said, I don't feel really safe going to the polls. We can do everything from home now. Can I vote from home? So that's what they wanted to do, which I also understand perfectly. So... Trump, president trump had such huge leads throughout the night and we're all watching it and if you were watching it like and i was like yeah president trump's leading but this happens most elections they wait till the end to do the big cities because the big cities have a lot to count right like capitals and stuff like that atlanta for example in georgia as well as the mail-in ballots were counted last in most 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 wow most states my bad And we, that's exactly what happened. And so it looked like President Trump had the great lead. And then President, Vice President Biden came in with all these mail-in votes and with the late votes and President Biden won. Now I I get why the President Trump supporters were suspicious. I get all this. My logic went to President Trump, no matter what it was, could not lose and could not be the best at it. That's just kind of how his personality is. That's how he looked at America. That's how he looked at, he needed to have more people than Obama at his own inauguration, right? It started with that and we can go on and on and on. So I understand why he thought he should have won and why it didn't make sense. And then of course, we there are all these stories about ballots being thrown out and all these things, which I honestly believe that stuff like that happens every single presidential election, but none of the evidence was enough to overturn the result. That's what happened. I understand why people were mad, President Trump, was a lot of these people's favorite president ever he did so much good to them and so i think that is why they're upset now that upsetness led to the insurrection at the capitol which was crazy i've never seen anything like it i'm not that old but like even my parents and everyone i talked to could not believe what they were seeing right protesters broke into the capitol building took it over Uh, There were reports that there were other plans. I haven't read much into it, but like one bomb was found and there were plans to plant other bombs and zip ties and all this stuff, which we don't need to get into. The fact of the matter is people were upset with the democracy in America that they thought was unfair, even though evidence said that it was pretty fair and they tried to take over the Capitol to do so. So crazy. I couldn't believe it. The pictures, the videos were insane. What a moment in like American history. Like I don't think we'll ever see something like that again. Who knows? Maybe we are getting crazier and more upset day by day. But it was so insane um, on January 6th, I'll never forget that day. Literally, I'll never forget that day, January 6th, 2021. When we thought 2020 was the worst, the season opener, the pilots episode of 2021 it was just awful. And um, it's crazy, now reports are coming out more and more of all these videos and things that are coming out. And it was truly crazy and truly a scary part of our democracy that the head of our lawmaking and where all, everything gets done in our country was literally taken over by like a mob. And um, it was it was pretty crazy. Now, they did that because they didn't want the results of the Electoral College to be published because they still believed that President Trump won. And we're gonna get more into that as we talk about his impeachment of why that's kind of dangerous. Now, let's go into censorship. What's been happening with censorship? Just give you my thoughts on it. Censorship is super interesting and super crazy of a concept to think about, right? We know freedom of speech is the first amendment in America more so, or at least it likes to claim than any other country, we have a very strong freedom of speech. I agree with that. I think that is our priority. People look at us dumb a lot, but I think a lot of the time we look dumb it's because we're exercising our our freedom of speech. We're all opinionated, we all are super smart at times, we're all super dumb at times. Now, because of this insurrection and because of President Trump's response to the insurrection which I think most people would agree wasn't the best, he didn't really condemn anyone, he just said go home patriots Um, on Twitter in a video that Twitter suspended his profile for a day and then have now suspended indefinitely. And this is a crazy thing to happen uh, for a lot of reasons. One, we realize that social media and the internet, right, is so powerful, more powerful than the government. As we can talk about Wall Street next or soon, we're gonna talk about even more. It's so powerful, right? And that these tech companies really have the freedom to control the information. Now, like, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg, when he was building Facebook at Harvard, when he was 19, was like thinking this would ever be a problem. But it's a crazy thing. And now we have Jack Dorsey with Twitter and all this. And they've all, every platform that President Trump was on dropped him. They said, you're not allowed on here because they attributed the insurrection to him. Now, I'm pretty er, pro-free speech. But I think there's a point where a decision has to be made where is this person's free speech more dangerous than them not having a voice at all, if that makes sense. And I think that's exactly what Twitter thought. They said, we don't wanna suppress anyone's ability to tweet their thoughts, that's what we are built on, but if we keep having this guy, President Trump, who's president and just was at least partially probably responsible for this capital break-in we let him continue to have influence over the 80 million followers what else could he do you know we don't know what else he could do who like he could have done a lot of bad things he didn't do a lot um and so that was the the precautions that they took and everyone did it and everyone followed suit and everyone agreed that it was best to leave him without social media now he could still say whatever he wanted. His right to free speech was there whatever he wanted. His team could still communicate with their followers if they wanted. They have emails, he could do videos and, and get them. And there's other social media accounts that were created uh, like like a YouTube uh, for, for free speech, right? I think it's called Gab and parlor, right? All these apps came about like this, his right to talk and to release his opinions wasn't really there. He's also the president so he can release statements anytime he wanted through the White House. But other people were banned as well, um, and so it's very—it's a very gray area, right? Their their speech was definitely suppressed on some things, but they still could talk; they could still express their opinions. So it's very—that's my purple opinion. I think they valued his danger and these people that were organizing threats against governors and, and on the inauguration day as more dangerous than them not having a voice. And that's why they made the decision that they did. And so now it's a dangerous precedent, right? Because now that needs to be followed for anyone. It doesn't matter if they're liberal or conservative or whatever. If you are a danger to the public because of your voice and influence, uh, the precedent needs to be set that you could be limited, right, on these accounts. So moving on, the inauguration. uh, The inauguration, not controversial, not really red or blue, I think it went well. Um, I watched most of it, actually, you guys probably know but i got to attend president trump's inauguration uh, four years ago and that was awesome it was a really cool experience and if COVID wasn't a thing i probably would have tried to make it out to dc for this one just because i think they're really cool places in history to be a part of um but yeah it was awesome no really uh controversies to talk about but president biden is now our president and um i think the coolest part of the whole thing was that Kamala Harris, whether you like her or hate her, which is pretty much the only two options I've heard of people with their opinions on her. Um, We have a woman vice president and we have uh, a non-white vice president. So very cool. She's um, black and Indian, I believe. So very exciting, historic. I love it. I saw a lot of the funny tweets on Inauguration Day where it was like, Congratulations to Kamala Harris, the first female vice president, and the next person that owes me $2,000 because everyone wants that stimmy check. Uh, so yeah. <clears throat> okay, a couple more. Wall Street, what happened there? You guys probably had to explain and whatever, whatever, but basically all these big hedge funds, hedge funds, which are companies that invest huge amounts of money in the stock market to grow their wealth and do all this, um, looked at. Bad performing companies like GameStop or Nokia or Blackberry that nobody, no one really goes to or, or finds a valuable place to shop or buy products from, and said, Let's bet that the stuff on their stock that it'll go down. Um, so then if it does go down to a certain price, we'll make tons of money, right? So these huge, greedy funds said, We're literally going to root for a company to fail so that we make tons of money. And that's kind of the logic that made a lot of people on the internet mad. There's this huge Reddit group that was like, they found out that this company was doing this and so they're like, all right, let's just mess with them. So then they all started decided to start buying tons of stock in these companies to make them rise, pump it up so that these companies lost tons of money and that the average investor like me or you, some of you guys might have taken advantage, I took advantage a little bit, um, could make tons of money. And that's exactly what happened. The the guy that originally did it, I saw, has made like $50 million um, just investing on this. So. Pretty insane. Again, it speaks to the power of the internet in this day and age and how it's undefeated. If the internet is on something, that is the wave and that's the direction things are going to go in, which is pretty crazy. Um, and it's crazy. Like, GameStop was like $30, went up to like 400 and now it's back at like $60 or $50. So crazy. And now a lot of people are investing in stocks, which I don't think is a bad thing, but if you don't know what you're doing or just doing it for fun, Uh, It can be dangerous, so just be smart and don't invest any more money than you're willing to lose. It's kind of the the, uh, opinion of me, amateur stockbroker, amateur podcaster, amateur politician. All right, and let's go now to the impeachment. So um, while President Trump was in office, the Democrats tried really hard to impeach him. Mitch McConnell, who was in charge of kind of the whole shebang, he's one of the leaders in Congress, said, No way. It's too crazy, he has two weeks left, just let him finish this term, and then Biden's in and you guys are happy. Now, uh, what happened though is they still wanted him out because they were worried that this guy that is partially responsible, I'll just keep using partially responsible for this Capitol riot, whatever, uh, he is still in office, like who knows what he can do, right? It's the same thing with Twitter, Like, who knows what he can tweet or whatever, right? And people are just scared. I mean, President Trump's a loose cannon. Everyone kind of knows that, and that's why he appeals to a lot of people. So they didn't know what to do, and so they wanted to go on impeachment. Mitch McConnell says no. Uh, And then now that President Biden is president and that in the election as well, uh, the Senate and the House were won by the Democrats. So the Democrats have both of those, which is kind of the ideal situation for any party because now they can get more stuff done. Um, they're wanting to still impeach him from holding any other government office, essentially. And so right now it's day two of the impeachment as I'm talking about this. Um, They've heard from his lawyers and from tons of lawyers and from tons of representatives, and they decided that it is constitutional to impeach Donald Trump uh, as being president, even though he's not sitting as president. And so I definitely think politics are at play here. I also think that it is warranted in a little bit. You know, I don't necessarily know think he should be impeached or not. I don't think I have an opinion on that. But it definitely should be uh, investigated, I think, and talked about and voted on because it was an unfathomable thing that happened. Like people broke into the nation's capital and uh, tried to ruin the democratic process of electing the president. And um, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I also I mean, I think definitely the Democrats don't want him to run in twenty twenty-four. They want to be done with this guy and all the worry and all the people that wear the MAGA hats, right? That's that's kind of what they want to do. And so I understand completely both sides of it. We'll see. Uh they did pass that it was constitutional, that they're gonna move ahead with it, and so that's why they're having all these trials and all these things going on right now. So all that's probably gonna be main focus of these next couple podcasts. And I'll keep you updated. You know I will. I never don't. Um so that was kind of like the main stories. I, I rapid fire hit a lot. I gave you my opinion. I had thought I had some good thoughts on all of them. Uh, if you're living under a rock, that's what's been happening in America for the last couple months. And um, let's let's just go to the purple vibes. Let's uh let's talk about it. The purple vibes. Purple vibes. The segment where I try to end the podcast on something good, something positive, something great that's happening. Um, something we don't have to stress about. and We don't have to argue about. That we can just talk. One thing that I do want to mention I think is really cool is uh, Barstool Sports, if you guys know what that is, it's kind of a media company, started just kind of reporting on sports, but now they're just like mainstream media, they post memes, things like that. They have tons of content, tons of podcasts, tons of videos. The president of uh, the Barstool Fund, his name's Dave Portnoy, and he is super involved in politics. He loves to give his opinion. A lot of people think he's like the people's champion, like he really speaks the mind of people. But what he's really hated is how the unfortunate circumstances that have required businesses to shut down and these laws that have been passed and this um, governing of people not letting, literally, these companies prosper and a lot of them are suffering. And so he's been so passionate about that that he, he actually started something called the Barstool Fund, which is where he's asked anyone, um, particularly lots of organizations and wealthier people, but anyone can donate to it, um, to help small businesses. And so people have applied for grants and grants from this fund. I think it's raised last time I checked $36 million, which is pretty incredible for people in a pandemic to just donate that much. And, um, he's been redistributing that to people that are in need. And so I really think that's just purple vibes, right? It doesn't matter your opinion on lockdowns or whatever. We know that businesses are going to suffer. Um, and people are suffering and their livelihoods are suffering and it's unfortunate that it has to happen this way right because we have a pandemic going on um but he did something about it which i think is really cool and he's super controversial you might hate him or love him but regardless of your opinion on him doesn't matter that this is an incredible thing that he's doing and that uh he should be commended and uh so if you haven't checked it out if you want to go donate a quick google search will will find that for you um and it should be good Another thing, right? A new president, even though it was so divisive, the election, a new president, I think, brings new perspectives, a new open-mindedness, a new hope for a lot of people. I hope it does, right? Who knows? If you are conservative, Joe Biden might impress you by not being as liberal as you thought he was or vice versa or he might not be liberal or not, whatever. It doesn't matter. These next couple months are going to be interesting to watch him, right? Obviously, every president their first day signs tons of executive orders to get those checklists done of what they said they were going to do first day. Um, And some of those you might have not liked, whatever, but uh, I hope that you'll continue with an open mind, right? A lot of even Democrats that I talked to, like Biden wasn't their first choice at all. You guys know I was Andrew Yang all the way. Um, And a lot of people, a lot of people even in the Democratic Party don't even like the guy that much. They just tolerate him. And so, but I hope that we can, if whether what you're on the side that you think he's a socialist or whether you think that he's not socialist enough or liberal enough, I hope you go into more of an open mind. Give him a chance, uh, give him time, right? He's got four years and four years honestly isn't really enough to even have a huge impact on anything political data has shown. Regardless though, uh, I think it's, it's, it's just exciting, right? To have someone different to have someone at the helm, to have someone with different ideas, with different lawmakers, with different teams that can try to go get things done for the American people. So that's what I'm excited about. I think that's Purple. I think you already have your opinion on him. Regardless, it's been a month. You already have your opinion on him. But like, let's wait. Let's give time. We'll talk about it. We'll criticize him. We'll praise him. That's what we did. That's what we did with Trump. That's what we'll do here. And uh, the last really Purple vibe is that I see Purple's back. It's a lot of work to do this. Um, Not complaining. Don't feel sorry for me. I like doing it. I choose to do it. And uh, I'm happy to be doing it. I'm glad this podcast is back. Um, I hope that we can grow and that we can help other people believe in this concept. That we can live in a world that's so red and blue but see purple. And uh, I hope that you guys have a great week. And let's, uh, let's talk next week, yeah? Let's do it.